This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is supported by EE Hope United and Gay Times. EE Hope United is a team of top footballers from the home nations and beyond tackling online hate in football. Don't let homophobia go unchecked. Search EE Hope United to find out more. Welcome to the Leicester v Chelsea preview, which had a little audio difficulty, but we're back now. Should be fine. Do let us know if it's fine in the comments. Uh, but we're just talking about Chelsea is obviously our next fixture. We're playing them on Saturday and they've come off being Dortmund 2-0. Uh, in the Champions League, and we've just come off losing away to Southampton, who were dead last. So, really, what is your thoughts going into yeah. the weekend? Well, from you starting the intro to going to that intro, it's more of like you can't really do much about it, can we? Um, we've just lost to the bottom of the league, where Chelsea have just beaten near top of the league in Dortmund. So, you've really got to work out what you kind of want going into this game. I've said that Chelsea aren't in the best forms in the Premier League. Um, we all know. They've not been the greatest. They've not. They're not. I don't think they're ever going to get top four now. Um, the, the way they're going. So for us, we've got to look at into going to Saturday now, thinking we've got to try and go for a win because it's getting to the point now where every game less for us is more points we need to get. Um, so I know it's going to be a tough game to to win, but for me, we need to win this game because then it will go down to Brentford well, and then it'll go down to some other team. So, statistically, this season. Out of the next 13 games, we have to win five to be... I don't know if it's mathematically safe, but I think... It'll get to 40 points. It'll get us to 40 points if we win the next five out of 13. But we've only won seven out of 25 games this season so far. So, uh, Chelsea, for me, again, this... this, For me, talking about this, obviously, we do need to win against Chelsea. We need to win against Brentford Brentford as well. But we should have beat Southampton. No, no, I get that, yeah. We shouldn't have messed around like we did against Southampton and I know fans and other people, even Madison himself on Twitter said that we were trying, but I keep hearing from people that we're not in a relegation battle. I know you're you've opted to say that yourself a bit really, but I think people just the pressure of realising we're in a relegation battle is what is needed to get us out there. I think clubs like Southampton say they're playing for something, they're playing because they know they need to get out of the bottom three. I think we need to have that mentality and attitude of we need to play to you know stay out of the top of the bottom three as well because we are only if we lose to Chelsea and all three teams below us win and I correct me if I'm wrong I think a lot of teams below us are playing each other like the other no. six pointers are we not right no the, the teams the that every single club 
in the bottom 10 now from what I've seen this weekend has got a hard game. Right. So basically top half playing bottom half. Right. So okay. out of all the teams we've said in the bottom half, a lot of, would say maybe one or two will get that lucky win and hopefully that might be us. But again, it's going to be a tough answer. Again, it could be, we don't win. you'd say a six point almost, but if we were to come in with all three points and the teams around us were to lose again, it pushes us up a lot yes. further. And that's where I'm saying but, that I don't think we're in the relegation battle just yet. But again, it goes because, because if we lose, Chelsea. No, I get that, but then everyone else the loses. Which, which I, I don't mean it's all different, but maybe for me, if we do, if we get one win the next two games, I think in Britain, Brentford or Chelsea, and our, our the other games go our way in some way, which we kind of have to rely on at times. That means we we're going to be five to, points. No, no, that's what I mean. So I, I think we're relying on other results, but I still don't think we're in the position where we we have to win. I think if we win one game, we're with what five points clear off the bottom three at the moment. We're Not necessarily. Games going our way. That with again, like I said, that's no, I get that. If yeah. it happens, uh, every bottom, every bottom ten team could win every, every against every top team this weekend. You never know that, but there's a lot of games where you you know pretty much guarantee a lot of the teams in the top half will be the lower teams. Well, this weekend. Hopefully, you know, there's you can only hope that is what's going to happen. It's it's a very tough game because they're coming off amounts of a win. You know, Chilwell or Fafana is going to score against us, let's be honest. Well, Fafana scored in the last home game for them. Yeah, so maybe we'll do it again. But, you know, I think just going into the Chelsea game a bit more, obviously we're we're a bit, we're not tight for players again, but we have lost a couple of key players. I don't know if Barnes is back fit this weekend. I don't know if he is. I hope not, to be honest. I hope he is because I know he's, he may not be on the form room, but at least he's a, a left winger. Uh, Christensen is obviously still out. Yuri's out. Yuri's out still. Um, but going into that, who do you play in your starting eleven? And you're laughing because you already know who you're going to stick at left back. So just say who you're putting at left back, really. So my t- obviously my goalkeeper is going to be Ward. Um, right back, I'm putting Ricardo Pereira. I think now he's back fit. I think he has to get more game time and make sure he gets fully fit um, and back into his kind of form that we know he can be in. Uh, Centre-back, so I'm going to go Faze and Sutar. And then left-back, just because it's his preferred position, I'm going to go for Bertrand. I honestly think we need to go as solid as we can. And as much as people might think he's not solid, I think he's our best left-back we've got in our in our area we can use. Obviously, we've got Luke Thomas, and for me, everyone moans at him. Um, and for me, Castagne just isn't great on the left-hand side. I know he can play there, but I, w- I watched him live at Southampton, and he was sh- he was he just couldn't win anything. He couldn't do yeah, anything right. I think and for Thomas me, does. that's where he has to go. That's where for me, he has, he has to put a, right, a good right, a good left back in there to Luke Thomas does need a season on to championship club. For me, I wouldn't play Bertrand just because he hasn't played a game in over a year. Like for me, if you put Bertrand straight into him at Chelsea. I know you might say Castagna's not left back's not his preferred side, but for me Bertrand would be worse because he's had no game time. That if you shove him in the left back, he's gonna get run around by their team because he's not gonna be match fit. He's old as it is, and yeah, football old. He's not old, old. But he's, he's in football terms, he's mm. old. So I, for me, I think it would be a mistake to play him at left back. It is something different, but I wouldn't play him at left back. I'd stick Castagna on the left, Pereira on the right. Uh, I dropped Drewsville. I think he's, you know, since signing a new contract, he's been a 
pretty full player for us, not mm. as good as you know before he actually played with some guys. I will, I will mention one thing from what Jack's just said there. I think there's so many people, so many fans saying that Ricardo can go on the wing. He can't. I'm sorry, but yes, he's good attacking wise. He's finishing. Is anything anything like that? He's just not good enough in the attack. Don't get me wrong. I like his attacking-minded player, but he's just not that good on the wing. And I would, it's basically just pointless putting him on the wing for me. Uh, I I agree and disagree. I think he is a decent right winger, but if you were to play uh, Ricardo on the wing, I don't. I just I don't think Ricardo would suit the left side of the wing at all. I think. I think it would just be pretty similar. I think put Pratt on the wing. Yeah, I've put that in my put that in my team. I think Pratt for me is the only replacement we kind of can use I in that in that wing. Looking spot. at these comments, though, like you see, just Ben Hayes says Barnes is injured. If Barnes is injured, he'll have to go five three two. Need pace and centre back play. So you see, that's my thing. If I agree with Ben, if the players that we've got are injured, like Barnes, don't, you don't play. You don't play, you don't play positions. That's that for me, again one of Rogers' big faults is he's gonna. We all know he's probably gonna play Pratt on the left wing. But if we don't have the players available, switch up the team. And we know Rogers but then again, is very good at doing that. I remember the last time Barnes was injured, he did go to a back three with, with, with wing backs and two up front. You, you, there, there could be a situation where not, he does he's change this. Season, no, I know that, but that's because Barnes was fit. He, he's, obviously, he is stubborn to say that Barnes is going to be in that game every single day. But now Barnes is injured. He might have to revert back to this situation, and that's where we, we start we can winning see games. An hour before kickoff, when we oh yeah, yeah, we'll, the we'll, team we'll, lineup, as you'd know. Uh, Jack saying again, best guy falling out of Rogers, uh, like Rogers did with Agrilov. Yeah, we saw that today in the newspaper articles that best guard has apparently fallen out of Rogers, and he won't be playing or even training. I know he wasn't playing anyway, but he won't <laughs> be training anywhere near the first team. He's doing individual training. His, I think his contract runs up at the end of this season anyway. Yeah. So I think he was kind of a done player at Leicester. But by the sounds of it, he, from what we read, it sounded like Vesco came out and said that Rogers' team selections and team choices he make are really weird and strange and he doesn't support them. Uh, hence why Vesco is now not part of the team for me, which, again, I think shows very stubborn attitude from Rogers. I know that his players may be given him attitude, but, you know, if, if they're saying that, the news articles behind Rogers' back, you know, it, it's probably a reason why they're not saying it to his face because he's a stubborn person. And I think I think everyone kind of knows that mm-hmm. at this point. I think even you, as a Rogers in person, would say he is still a, he is a stubborn man. Oh, yeah, yeah, there's no doubt about it. Like I say, he always seems to say play the same style of football. As much as I thought we did create enough chances against Southampton, we obviously didn't score, which obviously everyone is going to say, but... Should have been that far, but on there. Um... <laughs> But before we do move on to a different topic, Jack says, I bring in soon, Chewin. You obviously said, because we haven't got Barnes fit, you kind of have to change the style. means going to the back three. You were mentioning Evans earlier. Um, think, yeah. Do we, if we go to a back three, I'm guessing you'd play the main two. And then who would you bring in as that third? Would you bring if, Evans if in or would you bring Soon? If I'm thinking of this, I'm not thinking in my head, I think in Roger's head, he would play Evans over Soinchi. If Soinchi and Evans are fit, he'd yes. play Evans. I, mean, I think we would know that, yeah. He clearly has think, an agenda against Soinchi. I don't know why. We don't know if we ever will know the full extent of that, because mm-hmm. uh, Soinchi's probably 100, well, not 100%, but he's probably going to go at the end of this season anyway. Yeah. So if if I was in Roger's head, I think if he was to play back three, it would be Thaly Suter and Evans in the middle. I think, uh, yeah, I think for me, if a back three, I think 
Evans would probably be suited there, but when a back two, I just don't think he's again, got the space got, for it. For me, against Chelsea, I would play a back three because Chelsea are very counter-attacking team. That you know they're very high pressing. They've got a very good passing. Yeah. You know they've got Sterling, who's you know he did wonders against his last game. Let's be honest. Yeah. Did he score twice? I think he did. Didn't he, he score twice? Yeah, and we had a man. We and they had a man down as well. Yeah. So again, we've got to be careful for. Their players, you know, Kai Havertz is doing pretty decent for Chelsea as well. For Barn, like I say, he scored the other week. He'll probably want to come to Leicester and score and celebrate a bit like Chilwell does, you know, dickhead players. That's nice. <laughs> um, so I think moving on to the next thing, talking about strikers, I've seen a lot of people say, Does Nacho start this weekend? I was talking to you earlier about what do we do with Dakar at the end of the season because he's not getting a lick in the team at the moment. Do we sell him? Do we keep him? Is his time almost done? Because you've got to bear in mind he's on he's on quite a lot of money at Leicester just to be sitting on the bench collecting dust and keeping it warm. For me, Daka has to be his second choice now. I think Vardy for me has to be third choice. I think at the moment we are make, giving Vardy the second choice but after Kel. Um, but for me, he's younger. Um, he's probably faster at this point. Daka, we obviously don't see it too much. But At the end of the season, would you sell him and bring a new striker in? No, you'd keep. I, I, I think for me, I'd let someone like Vardy go, and would that's just me. I would, I would bring a new striker in, but as probably as maybe a first choice. Yeah. But, yes, but then I, I'd rather have someone like Daka in the team at the moment than Vardy, not because of any temperament or anything like that. He's younger. For me, he's, he can still do a job at times. Obviously, he's not doing it at the moment, but. I don't think Vardy's going to be doing much now. I think, other than being in that in the staff room, I think that is it. For me, uh, my biggest problem, again, I keep saying biggest, there's so many big problems. The way Rodgers plays strikers, which is fine, he can play the style he wants. He shouldn't have ever brought Daka to Leicester if he's going to play the style he does the way he wants it. But didn't you think, I'm just going to say this before you say we up eyes, when but when he first came in, Rogers, he, he played with Vardy and Vardy was on fire. Because we played a different style of football. I, 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 I'm, again, I'm going to disagree and say I think we're playing kind of like the, the same, no, but we're we just we not using pass, them as much. We played passing counter-attacking football the first two years with Rogers. If you can go back and watch the games from two years ago when we won the FA Cup and that, we the football we played was sit back, get when we get the ball, we pass it around one, you know, tip and tap with one staff, but rather than passing it back and back and forth, we do one passes through the middle, pop it off and off we go. That's how we did play with Rodgers and that's what won us the FA Cup. Uh, for, for me, Vardy and Daka, they're, they're very similar kind of styles of players. Vardy, I don't think Vardy's finished, I just think he's been very brought down to the standards of what Rodgers is trying to accomplish at Leicester, which is, he doesn't like that style of football for a striker up front which obviously doesn't suit Vardy and hence why it's not suing Daka. So I don't I don't think Daka's doing uh, as bad as he could. I think he could be a decent little striker mm-hmm. if we actually played counter-attacking football, a bit more through balls, because that's our point of having pacey strikers. Who you, you, we've all seen Vardy, how he finishes. He gets, one, he gets one through ball, runs past the defenders and taps it in. I think Daka's the same kind of player. For me, I, I'd like to see him do well, but again... I, it's all done. I, don't, I just, I think the, the main question is, do we think he's going to go at the end of the in, in the win, in the end of the I season? I don't think he will. I think he might go because he wants to play football. I think he's, I, he's, he's the kind of player. I don't think he wants to sit on the bench. He actually wants to 
be involved in a game. I could see him going to a, maybe a club that's just been promoted from Championship. Next maybe, season. yeah, I could probably see that happening. Maybe on loan. I don't know if we'd I could him, probably see that happening. I just don't think we'll get rid of him. I don't. I can't, I can't see it. We've only bought him in the three year and a half. Wanting to get rid of him and him wanting to go because he'll, he'll see this as at the end of the year, it's two years he's been at Leicester and they're not playing him the way he likes. So I think he would move. As for Vardy, I think if we played him in the right style, I think. But then would, again, if you say about the right style, do you think playing how we we know he can do isn't that basic? Everyone knows how we play when we play with Vardy over the top. They know what they're doing now. The defenders always know what to do. Just make uh, sure he does not get behind you. No, I disagree. I think players, the teams play against, it's worked for him for the past six years before we changed it up. So I don't know why it going back to it would be a problem. Uh, I think it just, it depends on how we see. I'm not saying it has to be the only tactic. We can do more than one tactic, surprisingly. I, I know for me, I've gotten that. For me, a lot of the that. time this season, I've seen them on my own. I've seen we've had times where we've had guard on the pitch. We we just booting the ball up, and it's just not working. We just boot it up because we've got no option. I think well, again, booting it up when you've got no option, I think it's better than passing around the back and losing. No, it. I get that, but as you say, we've tried to get to body a lot of the time, but it's just not fast enough, or it's not clinical enough anymore to put things away. I don't think we have. I think again, I think that does come down to the lack of quality in the team. When you look at when who was shipping the ball up to Vardy a few years ago, you had, again, winning season, you had Danny Drinkwater who would always do an over-the-top ball or a little slifer and it would make Yeah, but now, now we've got someone like Dewsbury Hall, which in all, all aspects they can't pass, yeah. Telemans, again, he was been, this season, he's been especially quite poor, I think. I, I don't understand why fans rave Who's this? Telemans, I think, has been quite poor. Before he's, I, think he's, I think he's passing it out a lot, he's a lot better, but I think at certain areas of the pitch, he's he late, can't. He's a late that's me, that's me, so he can't run and stuff. Yeah. Madison plays like Madison, he's, he plays too high up the pitch to slot it through, you know, he's, he's one of the players that's up there trying to get the ball passed to him. So, for me, Dakar, I... I don't know. I think maybe loading out next season would be the best. I option. think maybe that might be an option. I just don't think we're going to get rid of him at all. I think I don't think he's going to go. I think he either will go on loan or he will be my backup striker to whoever comes in. Yeah, a fully first team player, really. So yeah. The Talksport Fan Network is supported by EE Hope United and Gay Times. Let's work together to tackle hate and make sport inclusive. Football is for everyone, so let's work to stop homophobic abuse. Search EE Hope United to find out how. Uh, moving on to the next topic. Uh, new keeper. I think really we all know we need a new keeper in the summer. I don't think that's... Uh, it's a, it's a, for, me, for me, it's a tough one because... You think Ward is good enough? No, 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 I'm not saying he's good enough, but we've only just bought in a third choice. And now I guess the point of who do we let go? Because I don't think we're just going to let Smithies go like that. Obviously, go yes, and then Ward goes back onto second place, and then we bring a, a new choice in. But then. You, you don't need three keepers. No, we don't, but we know Rogers does that. Having Smithies, is, there's no point in having it because. Let's be honest, he's never going to play. And if Ward and Iverson did end up getting injured, you, you play the you know the youth team keeper, which I get, and I, I don't think we do need it. It's not it's not often that you two you know your keeper and your second keeper get injured. I do I do I do understand that there is obviously I, we we can't, we don't see Iverson playing the Premier League, so what's going on being there? And obviously same with Smithies, but the way I look at it, they're going to just brought Smithies in. Iverson does play in the cup, and we've got Ward as what first choice. 
So now when it comes into the new season, does Rogers see it as an important position that he needs to improve when he knows he's probably got Ward there? Which obviously we all know he's not the best, but will he see it as we do need to bring a new first choice in? I don't think he will. Overall positions, I don't think he'll prioritise the goalkeeper position. I, I, I hope he does, but I don't see big, it. I think a big issue would be that if we get to summer and we are still in the Premier League somehow, somehow. No, if we do get stay in the Premier League next season, does Rogers is Rogers still here for his fifth season at Leicester? Or do you think he'll get the sack? I think personally, if he'll still be here. If we stay the season, if we if we get relegated, he'll go. He's got too big. Well, we all know if he'll go if we, if we get relegated. But for me, I know I've said it the last few days now that the fact is I think it's just too dangerous to get rid at this point. Obviously, there's always there's things here there about manager balance if somebody comes in. But with what 13 games to go now, I don't think you can risk changing the style of play up and a new manager to to risk it. It's like, I, I is say it we risk it or we. You know, there's a chance it might not work. It might not work. Or yes, it might. It might with work. Rogers, which we know he's not going to change how he. I'd say maybe let him go at the end of the season. I'd too little, too late by then. If we if we're relegated, and of course for me it's about settling how we're playing at the moment instead of it being complete change. It's not work. Past eighteen months and it's not work. I'll give you this. I'll give you a theory it'll here. It'll be two years at the end of the season. We tried this style of football. Southampton. Bought, I've bought three managers in this season. First one obviously didn't work. Second one they tried to make work and it didn't. They yeah. lost seven on the bounce. Yeah. And they are now in the position where they bought a new but manager. At least they tried something. They tried to, at but least if, they tried if it doesn't something. work, if it doesn't work, then it doesn't work. But for, for me, right now, for me, you've got to. But you've got. I think you've just got to hopefully let it roll and hopefully just say up instead of being that shotgun player where we go for it. Um, it might just absolutely just. Hit the bed, that's it. For me, it's a risk worth taking to send Premier League. It, I think we should do it. Uh, personally, just pull the trigger and you know get a new. Manager. Too risky refraining games to go for. Too, too risky. I, I beg to differ. I, I said, like I said to you, and I, I think I am going to stick by it. as long as Rogers is in charge after the Southampton game. I think we're relegated this season. Um, the, the, for me, for me, there's still enough games there to. There is enough games. I think we're relegated because Rogers is too stubborn of a manager. And I said after Southampton, uh, before the Southampton game, if we lose to Southampton, I think that's the make or break game of the season. If we can't beat Southampton or a dead last, it will be what gets us relegated. And I, if Rodgers doesn't get sacked, then I genuinely see us going down this year, which kind of leads me on to the next thing, stadium expansion. Um, we've been talking, like, when is that actually going to happen? I, I don't think it would happen if we got relegated, really. I don't think... You know, we, no offence to the fans in that. And obviously the... Uh, economically, whatever it is, you know, um, at the moment, uh, tickets cost a lot. We saw it for, was it Blackburn? The tickets were £20. They went up to £25 on the day. A lot of fans struggled to pay that because it's very high prices. So at the moment, we're, we don't fill the 32000 I don't think we'd fill the 42000 in the Premier League, let alone in the Championship. I think it's more, for me, it's more the point of what the ownership want to do. I think they want to have a better... money. No, no, I get that. But I think they want to have a better looking area in Leicester instead of it being what the fans want. I don't think they would do I obviously they do care if there's not no fans there, but they bought be, they built the training ground it has for a reason. To be financially stable do you re- to do you think do you think now if we go down to the championship <laughs> the the training ground's gonna look absolutely stupid in a championship team? 
it won't look stupid in championship team. It would be ridiculous that we, you know, we, we were a club that was spending money. There was a time two years ago, three years ago, we were considered to be the new part of the new top mm. six. You know, we were one of the clubs that were in the top six, top seven. Obviously, now that's Newcastle. I think they're there is one of the seventh best team in the Prem. So I think we've just fallen a lot off for not much of a reason. Like if you look at the team two years ago to what it is now, there isn't much change in the actual team. I think it's just such a lack of motivation from any of the players. I think I think our main our main reason why we're not all there anymore as well is I think is money. I, I just I just all I see is like say Newcastle the year before they got invested in and got bought out. They were struggling. They come in. Yes, they've got a load of money to spend, but now they've got money, they're all right off the pitch. Right off there. Whereas us, we are struggling to use our money on players. Obviously, we've brought Christensen in, we've done well with him, I guess. We, we don't know for sure yet, but for that price we got him for, it looks like a bargain. But we, we're spending 10, 15 million here or there, whereas Newcastle is spending yeah, 40, 50 million at pop. That's what, that's what it takes to stay yeah. up there. For me, we were overachieving at times when we got fifth. Because we had a team which was probably not to that level, but we were overachieving that. And now we're getting I to the point say where we're overachieving because we did it two years in a row. For me, I wouldn't say that's overachieving. That's for me, it's being consistent. Again, Man City when they got bought out by big owners and they were doing well, and they 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 were saying the same thing: "Oh, we we're never going to win the Premier League. We're never going to stay this consistent. We're not going to get up there." But they did, and now they're, they are one of the biggest teams in the world because mm. their owners had the mentality of going bigger for it. And to me, our owners sadly don't have that mentality. I, I, I'm kind of bored of signing these players like Daka, Sumari, Bertrand, Vestgaard, you know, all the cheap players that could be decent little backups or they could become eventually good players. But is that, is that the point where we, is that all we can do? I don't think it's all we can do. I think it's all we're willing to do. I think we're very easy to sell players like Fafana, 80 million. And that's just an example. I know we didn't bring anyone in apart from Pfizer when we did sign, but we'd rather sell someone for 80 million, bring in three to four players at 15, 20, 25 million in between that bracket, and then sell them on to the next Chelsea's, Man U's, Man City's, mm-hmm. Liverpool's for the 60, 70 million. Because again, for, for me personally, I think the board of Leicester don't see it much as a club and more of a business where they try and make money because again if you look at the money spent to the money earned i don't think on players wise we actually spend more than we earn as a club which is hence why when last season we had a bit of financial trouble because the players were on high wages it was pushing the brackets of what we could afford in financial fair play yeah um but obviously going back to the, the topping question obviously the stadium expansion i'll go back to i'll go back to the everton situation as well whereas they're in the probably the same Fishers was at the bottom of the table, um, and obviously they are looking into buying and getting a new ground built. Um, and I think it's the same situation. I think if either team go down, I don't think it's going to happen. I think financially, it's not a stable option. Like you say, as much as the owners might say, well, it's nice to get a hotel and a nice big 10,000 people. I mean, to be, let's be honest, we like I said, we don't fill it in the Premier League. We'll fill it on Saturday because it's Chelsea, but. If you go down to the games against, you know, your Southamptons, your any team that's not top six, Leicester won't fill the ground at 32,000 capacity. So in the championship, we're definitely not going to even fill 32,000. Before we did get promoted to the Premier League, we were, I remember the days of it being, you know, three-fourths ball, sitting about 20,000, 25,000 people in there. 
So for me, I think uh, stadium expansion is only a viable option if we stay up, which is hence why for me it's gone very quiet because it's not really a financially stable thing. So it have to hire new staff, obviously build it. I'm sure that they have to pay a lot of tax on it, you know, to the government and the council of Leicester. So I think it's just not a financially stable option if we were to get relegated. Yeah, I'd say I agree, but then I I do I do think. <laughs> From the owner's perspective, I think they might just do it either way. They wouldn't because it's financially not... It wouldn't make any sense financially to do it. They <laughs> would lose money. I don't, I, just, I don't know because the training ground situation, I thought From if they want to do that, they yeah, might the want to do... The training ground wouldn't make them money. They made it because they wanted great facilities. Oh, having, which has not worked. Yes, which obviously hasn't <laughs> worked. But for a stadium, it, they'd only make 10... It would cost them to make 10,000. There's loads of implications into it, so they'd have to fill the 10,000 for it to be yeah. financially you know, a stable option to do. Anyway, I think moving on a little bit, we, we've obviously we're looking down, we've got a list of a lot of things to talk about because Chelsea's a big game coming up this weekend. And I think we've talked about everything, really. Let's... Um, is there anything else you want to say? Uh, score predictions. I'll tell you that. We'll end it with a score prediction for the Chelsea match. Oh, I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna stick to my guns. I'm gonna say one 0 Daka. One 0 Daka. <laughs> I'm gonna stick to my guns, mate. I'm gonna say Daka's gonna score in the last minute against against Chelsea to win us one 0 Fair. Yeah. Uh, you can have your opinion. You might be thinking <laughs> the only one with that opinion, but you know. Um, fair. I mean, good on you. Same will win. Uh, I'm gonna be doing a glimmer. I'm gonna lose four 0 <laughs> To be honest with you. Well, the last time I we played against Chelsea, that was the point when I did change my mind to go Rogers out because it was yeah. just absolute shock. We could I have lost six gonna, now. I, I think we're just gonna lose four 0 I think we're gonna play a very same old team, normal back four, stand your left, Pereira right, crap left side. Uh, yeah, I think, I think that that might be better. Own goal, maybe. I don't know. But yeah, I'd say I'm gonna say four 0 Chelsea. I know it might be a little bit negative, but that's just my thoughts. Uh, thank you for watching, guys. Obviously, we're gonna end it now. It's been a long stream, but thanks again. Your comments, views, and we'll see you soon. The Talksport Fan Network is supported by EE Hope United and Gay Times. Talksport, EE Hope United and Gay Times are bringing together a breadth of sporting talent and community members to tackle the treatment of LGBTQ plus individuals within football head on. Don't let homophobia go unchecked. Search EE Hope United to find out how. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A. FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.